Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. I am here with Eric Mutter, my co-host today, and we are going to talk about the SDR Legends Mastermind event that happened over the weekend in Mexico. Yes, share sir. All the fun stuff, the takeaways, what we learned. So let's dive in. We got a lot to share. Eric, uh, good, is it good to be back, or you miss Mexico? Man, I freaking love San Diego. It's so I love traveling. But man, I love San Diego. I love coming home to this place. Um, I don't want to take away from the amazing time that we had uh, in Mexico. But uh, as you know, in which I'm sure we'll update everybody, the last couple of days being down there was a little rough for me. So being back in San Diego and I just love my routines and my things. And I got home. I, I jumped in the cold plunge. I meditated. I you know ate some, some clean, healthy food. Uh, so yeah, I, I appreciate being back home. Um, but I, you know, I know in a few weeks I'm going to be itching to travel again. So feels good to be home, but man, that I don't know about you, man, but that was probably one of the greatest events I've personally ever attended. You know, forget, forget the fact that we ran it ourselves, but, uh, that was by far one of the best events I've ever been to. Uh, so I'm excited to update everybody on, um, what yeah. happened. Yeah. It was quite a big change from uh, 2019 in Puerto Rico when you and I are trying yeah. to manage this all together. Now we have a team with uh, we have an amazing event manager who supported us. Um, so just we were able to really take this event to the next level. And and I think you're right. Like uh, when you shared at, on our team meeting today, um, I thought you were going to share like, oh, this is the best event that we ever organized. Um, and then you said the best event I've actually ever been to, um, yeah. which made me think of other masterminds and events that I've been to. And I think you're right. Like uh, I think. You know, we can give ourselves a little pat on the on the shoulder or pat on the back for uh yeah, for putting up a pretty cool event. So yeah, dude. I I was thinking about that on the plane ride uh home. Uh I was just thinking of like all the different events I've been to since I was a kid. 
like my mom started taking me to uh, different like big events when she when she saw that I started reading different books and like I was interested in real estate and business. I was probably like 15 years old. She started taking me to like different big conference events and things like that. And like we would sit in the the nosebleeds and the whole thing watching people speak on stage. I was thinking all the way back to there to when you know I moved to San Diego and I was just investing so heavy into masterminds and different events and coaches and all this stuff. I've been to some really awesome experiences and done some really awesome masterminds, like even on a, a yacht here in San Diego. And uh even so, like it wasn't to the level of the experience wasn't to the level of what we uh what we experienced in Mexico this past weekend. So um yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable, man. So let's dive into it. Why don't we give everybody some updates on uh on the event, give them a recap of the event. Yeah, and first of all, for if you're listening to this um and you don't know what the SCR Legends Mastermind is, it's a uh, it's a mastermind for high-level short-term rental uh operators and entrepreneurs investors, people who are buying hotels. Uh, Eric and I started uh, this mastermind in 2019. That, that's how yeah. we started working together. Uh, we had an event, a live event in Puerto Rico, one in Colombia right before COVID. Then COVID hit and we took the mastermind online. So we had like monthly or even weekly at some point, uh, Zoom meetings with all of our mastermind members. But now, now that COVID is uh, kind of uh, behind us, um, we were able to uh, to meet in person again. So we came down to Mexico on Thursday. Last week on Thursday, we had uh, about 20 people there. Um, 20 people attended the event. And then we had our, our team members there as well. We rented out a, a pretty cool resort with multiple pools, multiple rooftops. And uh, yeah, we spent four days together uh, really masterminding and understanding like uh, the, each other's challenges, helping each other solve problems and uh, connecting with everybody, understanding like what's everyone focused on in the, on the industry. Yep. So that's, that's uh, in a nutshell, uh, what went down. Yeah. Anything to add to that? Yeah. I was just going to say like to kind of give the, kind of give a glimpse of like the power that was in that room uh, this week. It was just truly unbelievable. We had, Companies that actually, we had two students that actually went through the Legends Ice program or 90 day program who graduated and scaled their business so aggressively through that 90 day program that they actually became uh, legends, which was really cool. And those, you know, both of those companies are just on fire with what they're doing. Um, but we had, you know, we had new, brand new legends in there that are just now running like 40, 50 units um, all the way up to. One of the biggest companies in the world, uh, with Steve Schwab from Casago, who runs over, I think you said over five thousand units now, close to six thousand units. Uh, multiple tech companies sold, uh, built, and sold one of the biggest PMS companies in uh, in our industry. So, you know, the scale of individual in that room, as you mentioned, like hotel investors, we had hospitality investors, we had the property manager that was running at scale. So. Uh, yeah, the level of knowledge was unbelievable. I felt like a student, uh, for most of the time there, right. Of just learning from these, uh, uh, guys and gals. So yeah, the power of the room was truly unbelievable. Uh, and then cultivating the experience of being in Mexico, uh, in this resort rented out a full resort. So we had everything to ourselves, the staff, the chefs, you know, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, man, it was unbelievable. It was a, it was a world-class experience. Yeah. Yeah, and just to just to add a little bit in terms of the experience, 
Um, so we had a we had an entire resort resort on on a hill on the coast side of Mexico. So we had like multiple pools with multiple villas, multiple smaller units, and the big villas all had pools, literally like infinity pools overlooking the the ocean, which was in which was incredible. So we had we were able to one day we we have some drinks in this pool, another day we do you know in the different yeah. pool. The villas all had rooftops as well. So. And and what's also really added to the event was uh, we hired an events company to come into the resort and set up dinners for us. We had private chefs. Um, we had different parties going on at night. Um, so it, it, yeah, the, the experience was was just completely upgraded from, uh, yeah. from what we did in the past. Yeah, and we did have our uh, media uh, media guy with us. So we're going to be releasing. Um, maybe this is a good time to announce this. We're going to be relaunching the Overnight Success YouTube channel. And uh, one thing that I think you and I learned over the last you know year or so is like we are not social media people. Like we, you know, we we like long form content that impacts and stuff that people can find and and you be you know relevant and use years from now, right? So the podcast and our blogs and email. Uh, so YouTube really aligns with that as well. So we've been investing pretty heavily into uh, relaunching that channel. Uh, so we're going to be launching uh, a couple of different series on that channel um, where we're going to... One, just kind of do... We have a whole series that we're creating around short-term rentals at scale and how to... like The mindset of a leader who runs these companies. So we're going to be releasing uh, a lot of that content from Mexico in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, hopefully, we can start getting it out in a few weeks. So we'll update everybody on that. So you'll be able to see who was down there, the topics we talked about, the experience, the, the, the parade, the local parade... Uh, all the crickets that we were eating and like all the tequila we were drinking and all that stuff. So you guys will be able to get to see the, uh, the experience of that. Uh, and then also on that page, we're going to be uh, releasing what's going to be, uh, I think we're going to call it overnight success, uh, overnight success nuggets, where we're going to be releasing small little uh, educational clips um, of, you know, either from this podcast or from the event, things like that, that someone could watch for a couple of minutes uh, get an actionable uh, educational tool and, and put it to work. So, uh, yeah. So I, I guess check out our Instagram if you like, but we're not really sharing too much on there. We might, um, but I think the number one place in the coming weeks is going to be uh, um, our overnight success YouTube page. So I'm sure That's we right. can link that up uh, yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, let's uh, let's dive into some learning lessons. Uh, yeah. You and I both learned a lot. We have a long list of uh, of things. <laughs> unbelievable, <but>, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it was incredible. Um, but yeah, why don't you kick it off? What was your number one takeaway? Yeah. So again, I mean, I was going through this. Um, I was going through this on the plane back. Uh, the plane back to San Diego, just kind of journaling on the experience, and my takeaways, and thoughts, and going through all my notes and all of that, and. Uh, you know, I came up with six main takeaways. I don't know if we'll get through all six of these. These are not in order as far as like, this is the number one takeaway or whatever, but this is kind of what everything I was looking at, all the notes, all the new actions that we're going to be taking in overnight success and free wild. Uh, these are the, like, this is what it sums, sums out to be. And I'll start with this, this one. Uh, and this is something that we already know, but this was a major reminder is always surround yourself with greatness. Right. And I, I wrote that down. I'm like, ah, this is like the biggest takeaway from this event is 
I consistently remind myself to be looking at the people that's around me, right? Like that, that famous uh, quote, you are the total sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? And I remember on the final dinner and the fiesta night, uh, which I can't wait to share the, the videos of all that. That was crazy. Um, the last night I was sitting at the table. You were to my left. We had Rohan and Sam to our left. Uh, then we had um, we had uh, Harrison. Was it Harrison? Yeah. Um, was it Harrison or was it Christian? Can't remember. Oh man, I'm drawing a <laughs> blank. <laughs> oh man, uh, Harrison. Let's go with Harrison. And uh, we had Steve Schwab. And all of us are there, you know, finishing our dinner, eating dinner together, and we are talking about some major the the level of conversation was just truly incredible we were talking like i had one individual to my right that i'm able to talk to of like hey man what is the mindset every single day of running a team i think he has a thousand people on his team somewhere around there uh and he runs nearly six thousand units and he has multiple tech companies uh and tech solutions going he sold one tech company um, and I'm like, Hey man, like, what is the mindset every single day for you to wake up and run this? Like, what does that, what does that feel like? What do you, what do you think? What are your routines? You know, what are you scared of? And he's literally just opening up to me and telling me all the things he's telling me all the numbers he's telling me, you know, everything that he's going through. And as he's telling me, I'm, I'm so inspired because I'm like, I'm going to play at this level one day, right? Cause we're already doing this work. But then I'm also like tapping in. I'm like, it's solidifying some of the work that we're doing. And then it's recognizing like, oh, I'm being a little lazy over here. I got to step it up. Right. And then Rohan and Sam are just like walking us through our free wild business model. And I'm like, oh, we can implement our model a lot faster than what we think and grow our wealth through this process. Right. So this has nothing to do with short term rentals. This comes down to who are you surrounding yourself with? And it's something that I'm just constantly. Have to remind myself, but conscious of like when I'm going to dinner with friends or new people or whatever it is, I'm being conscious of who I'm sitting next to so I can cultivate a conversation that's going to bring them value and bring me value. Right. And it's like, man, invest. This is one of the biggest shortcuts that you can do to surround yourself with high level, powerful people is bringing them value in mastermind settings like this. But then also, I'm asking myself, what masterminds do I need to invest into? to surround myself with more powerful people, to learn from them, to grow these companies as a leader and understand how to raise money, understand how to grow teams and like all these things. So I just wanted to kick this podcast off with like the number one takeaway is always surround yourself with greatness and always remember that quote, you are the total sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Because if you're a CEO trying to grow a company or you're just a human being trying to be a better human being, you got to surround yourself with people that are doing incredible things in this world and value the same things that you value of growth and greatness and wealth and all the things. So truly inspired by that, truly inspired by the people that we got to spend, spend time with down there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you chose that one because this is something that everybody who's listening right now can put into action, right? It's like, who do you, who do you currently spend the most time with, right? And it's not to say that like 
I don't want to, I don't want to be in a mindset of like looking around me and just looking at people and saying like, Oh, if you don't have any value to bring to me, I, I don't want to hang out with you. Right. right? That's right. not the, that's not what this is about. This is about like just being mindful, being mindful of the fact that through osmosis, it's almost like we, whatever other people are doing around you, like kind of rubs off on you. Right. So it's it's not about right or wrong. It's about like choosing who do you want to be and then surround yourself with people who live that life that you want to live. Right. Yeah. And I'll say I'll say one more thing on this and then we, we can move on to the second point of um, dude, you're 100 percent right, man. Like you have to be aware. The reason why I bring this up is like I'm just con- there's so much I want to learn. I'm so inspired by, you know, we're talking to Rohan and Sam and they're like, the the size of deals that they're building for their short-term rental business is freaking mind-blowing. And the the level of confidence that they have in putting together multi-million dollar hotel deals and saying to me, hey man, there is absolutely no difference of doing a deal this size. I don't know if they want us to release all this. So like their numbers and all that. Um, there's no difference of doing a deal this size of hundred, you know, multi millions of dollars versus doing a deal of half a million or a million dollars, right? It's all the same at the end of the day. You just, and like the level of confidence, I was like, oh man, I've been thinking so freaking small. So that just unlocks something for me, right? So when I say surround yourself with greatness, is just consistently try to surround yourself with people where you bring them value and they bring you value, but don't make it that that could be a trap. I know entrepreneurs that go out and they're they're constantly trying to find and surround themselves with people to where it's not authentic connections, right? It's like, what can they do for me? How can they make me better? And it gets stuck in this spot where you're not actually doing it in an authentic space to really connect with another human being. Uh, so yeah, thank you for bringing that up, man. That's that's a really important. Uh, 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 feature to this and really important, um, point to remember to that. So, yeah, but that's my number, you know, that's one of my takeaways. What, what about you? What are, what are some takeaways or lesson that you got from the mastermind? Yeah. Like, uh, kind of this, this kind of flows into what you, what you were saying, right? Cause I was in that conversation that we were having, um, at that table, one of the topics that we were talking about as well was, was some, some of the deals that, that Rowan and Sam are, are working on and we were talking about hotels and how most hotels have such an old school there's such an old school experience and what it what it made me realize is that there's so much innovation that we can that we can uh create in our industry right and uh, what i'm noticing is that like you know two three four or five years ago i think there was a lot of people who looked at the vacation rental industry and they they just started, started their businesses. You grow like an Airbnb business up to like whatever amount of listings, and you start. And then the next step is you start looking at at the people that are kind of old school in vacation rentals. And you start recognizing that there's a lot of innovation there, right? And and there has been a lot of innovation when when it comes to the technology side, with customer experience. Like I think uh, over the last ten years, like it's it's really up leveled, and now a lot of people start looking at the hotels, right? Because you realize like, hey, there's there's a big overlap between short-term rentals and hotels. So if we can if we can create an amazing experience and a and level up the the experience on the tech side and everything, 
in the short-term rentals, then why wouldn't we be able to do that in the hotel space too? Right. And, you know, the conversation I was having with Ro, we you know, we were, we were realizing that 90, 95% of the hotels that you walk into today, the experience is pretty much the same as a hundred years ago. Yep. There's a, there's a reception with a, with a person you walk in. The first thing you have to do is stand in line. Then you have to fill out a form usually, even though they already have your information. Right. And <clears throat> in your room, like you still have like a telephone that's wired into the wall. Like, I mean, young people probably don't even know how to use those things. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, it not, not much has changed. So it just, uh, it just really inspired me with what we are doing. It just, it just showed to me like, Hey, there's, there's so much innovation, not just in the short and rental space, but in the entire hospitality industry uh, that where we can really make a difference um, if we uh, if we are able to you know to create that vision for ourselves and execute on it, I love that man. I love that takeaway. Yeah, that's um, essentially what I you know what I've been stating is like I, I think a huge opportunity right now is short term rental experts uh, buying and taking over vacation rent, old vacation rental communities or hotels and converting them to modern short term rental experiences. Right. And it's like out of this mastermind, we got a couple of deals that we're, we're looking at right now, right? To acquire mm-hmm. a cabin community and a uh, hotel. And um, that's exactly like these properties, they run great, but they've been running from the same family has been running it for a very long time. The websites are so out of date, you know, like everything just like it's so old school that just by a modern touch and marketing to a new type of traveler. The value of that experience will shoot through the roof, um, and that's where you can find the the value adds. If you're a real estate investor, that's where you can find the forced appreciation, which is really nice, uh, and the and the appreciation of the property. Uh, and if you're an operator, that's where you can find the the major increase in cash flow. So, yeah, I love that, man. That's solid. Yeah. All right, your turn. Next next takeaway. Oh, next takeaway. Um, let's see here. All right. So this kind of leads off of that as well. Uh, What I wrote down is control the outcome. Okay. So control the outcome. What I mean by that is this is specifically towards building your business and the type of assets that you're going after. Right. So you guys got to remember, like when we're in this room with these legends, we're talking about scale. We're talking about wealth creation. When, When we kicked off the mastermind, what I said to the members is like, this mastermind is all about wealth creation. What can we do to leverage our businesses and our knowledge and resources to create generational wealth between what we're doing now? Previous masterminds and what we do in Legends X is all about like getting started, like starting and 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 growing. Um, yeah, starting and growing where this is all about wealth creation. And one thing that I recognize for the wealthiest people in that room that are doing the biggest deals and you know, we uh, we have one member that uh, is selling a huge portfolio of single-family homes and his short-term rental business. Um, uh, along with that, and we're and we're debating how to value it. We're trying to figure out how to value it. And one thing that we recognize through this is that the biggest operators, the big, the the wealthiest people, they go and invest in the markets that they can control. Right. So, versus if you want to scale a business, if that's numbers or units, whatever that is, 
You want to go into markets and invest in properties that you can control the outcome versus in markets that make cash flow might be nice now, but one day they might pass some short-term rental laws that can put you out of business, right? So for example, San Diego, you're in, if you invested in San Diego and all these investors that converted these buildings for short-term rentals and invested all this money, the, the city council just passed a, uh, a law where only, I think it's 1% of the city housing stock could ha- be short-term rentals, right? So now all of these short-term rentals are, you know, there's lawsuits and they're fighting and they're doing all this thing. But now you're in a market where you have no control of your asset, right? Versus some of the, the wealthiest people in that room, they're controlling the outcome. They're either buying properties that have hospitality licenses in place. So hotel licenses, things like that, where they're buying in markets where they know they're solid short-term rental regulations in place currently, right? That they know that they can operate within that. Okay. Um, it gives them the control to understand what to invest into. Um, and then it, it also helps you to understand where you can scale and how you can scale for the long haul. Right. So that completely changed. I mean, I know we all know this stuff, but there's still a lot of people that, and even myself, like just thinking, like, oh, well, we'll just take these properties on until maybe one day they change the laws or whatever. Right. But it's like, no, if you want to grow a real company, you want to be a sustainable company, growing real wealth, control the freaking outcome, invest in communities that are willing to invest into you, that that want you and your business in place. We've been speaking about this for a long time, but that made me recognize like, oh, okay, we, we got to shift our model here. And the properties that we're buying moving forward for, for Freewild will have hospitality licenses in place or in communities that support us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a huge takeaway, control the outcome of your business, control the outcome. Yeah, it's a really good uh it's a really good one because I'm pretty sure like three three to five years ago, I'm pretty sure most people were looking at it completely the other way around. Right? We were avoiding the markets where there was regulations. Everyone was looking at like, hey, where where are these places where there's no regulations? So we can like grow and it's like easy. But you're right. Um and we had a we had a member in in the mastermind actually who's running into that challenge, right? Yeah. Who uh, who's in a market where there's there's no everybody can just come in there and, and start doing Airbnb or you know other sort of rental platforms, and it uh, what happens then is like this this there's so much supply at some point that it start you know the the ADR is going to go is going to go down, and then the investment you made a couple of years ago looked really good a couple of years ago, but now. You know, it could be very different. So, yeah, I think that's a yeah, I think that's a solid one. And it's hard, it's hard to scale, right? So, like, it's now that that person has the ability to scale their business, and they did scale their business to a, a huge number of uh, assets, cash flow, and equity in their properties. It's hard for them to find a buyer for it because of the long term concern of will this market be oversaturated or will um you know one day they pass a law that would put us out of business right mm-hmm. so control the outcome we have the ability to kind of invest in multiple different markets um so just make sure you're investing in communities that uh invest into you and by the way we are wearing new shirts so if you're watching the the visuals yeah. we'll talk about this at the end of the video um but uh for everyone who's listening our new shirts say uh short-term rentals are not a crime uh which we're going to uh 
gets announced to the public one and everyone will have access to buy these and all the other things. But uh, that, that played a lot into this uh, control your outcome takeaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. What about you? Yeah. Well, you're, since you're talking about skill, um, obviously we, we learned a lot from, from having, you know, Steve in the room. And I felt that was uh, the biggest takeaway or one of the biggest takeaways I had from, from kind of listening to him is that, you know, most, most hosts or most students that we talk to when we're talking about skill, they're always thinking of like more units. Yeah. Yep. How do I get more units? Give me the secret marketing strategy, right? What's that perfect outreach email that I can send so that, you know, the answer is going to be, yes, I'll let you rent out my, my property. When you listen to Steve, he doesn't talk about any of that stuff, Mm-mm. right? He talks about the team is one thing, right? He talks about like the, how you have to hire like the best people for your business. And if they're not performing at your standards, like you got to find somebody else. And number two is the detail that goes into the operations, right? Of, of his business. Like that, that really like uh, made me think it's, it, it's, it's not as sexy as it might sound like, you know, you think of, think of scaling as like, Oh, I've got this, uh, this incredible, like marketing trick, this, this, you know, this genius strategy that I came up with. It's more about like just really dialing your, your systems and your operations and making sure that they're scalable, that everything you can do with managing 10 units is you can, you still do that when you're managing 50 units, right? Mm. Or how do you, how do you really dial in those, those operations? Um, and I'll I'll share one uh, I'll share one more like tactical um, example of this for right just so that we have something as well where people can listen to it and and implement it in the business right away. So one of the one of the operational efficiencies that you know he was talking a lot about operational efficiencies is the idea to uh, um, help your guests self-resolve small issues. Yeah, that that's that's a really smart concept and. It's interesting because that's something that you are kind of forced to do it when you're really scaling, but at a you know at a smaller level, like you you don't have to yet, right? So and what I mean by it, by self-resolving is, for example, uh, light bulbs, batteries for remote controls. Like if a guest messages you and says like, "Hey, this this lamp you know stopped working," you have two options. You can either send a maintenance person to go and fix that. Or you could say, hey, I have a little box. We have a little box in the unit. Here's a video on how to how to do it. You you could either do it yourself if you want, or we can send somebody. And what, what Steve was talking about, like most guests actually prefer to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Because the experience of having to wait for somebody, then you know, having giving that person access to the property, communicating with that person. That's maybe not the experience that most people are wait, are waiting for when they're when they're on holiday when they're trying to relax, and I think uh, I think it's really powerful. And honestly, I've never thought about it. I shared it in an email with our audience, and a lot of people replied to the email and said, "Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Like, guests mm. much prefer they prefer that, you know." And I've I've never had anybody, um, I've never had like people react negatively to that. So mm. thought that was a really interesting uh, takeaway. Yeah, dude. Uh, that, that was one of my takeaways too, is uh, scale doesn't mean more numbers, right? Uh, I'm sorry. Scale doesn't mean more units. 
Um, so before Steve got up to speak in front of the group, uh, so kind of some context here, uh, we had what was called group discussions where we had one person who specialized in something, uh, lead a open conversation about a certain topic, right? So we had, uh, Steve Schwab from Casago who runs, you know, thousands of units around the world lead a 90 minute conversation on short-term rental scale and, up leading up to the conversation, he pulled me aside and he's like, Hey man, like I got a chance to connect with everybody and everyone's at different levels. And I'm really concerned that, you know, the group thinks that scale means just more short-term rental listings. And he's like, do you have, you know, do I have your permission to, or he didn't ask for permission. He asked for my blessing to say like, Hey, do you mind if I just kind of shape this and, and really understand what scale means to everybody? I'm like, yeah, hundred percent, man. Like let's, let's figure this out. Let's, let's help them understand how to grow their companies at the end of the day. So we led the question to the whole group, what does scale mean to you? And I'm sitting in the back and I'm waiting for everyone to say like scale means a thousand units. Scale means 500 units, right? Not one person in the room mentioned anything about units, right? And I was like, and Steve, like, as people are responding, Steve's looking at me with, with a smile. He's like, and both of us, like, oh my god, we can't believe that everyone's on the same page about this. The common, the common responses, everything had to do with time, generational income, and people. Right. So yes, systems and all of that on how they can get their time back and how to get their team time back, all of that. Right. So like the Steve's box on helping people host solve their own pro or guests solve their own problem before reaching out, which essentially what that means is it saves time to their customer service. It saves time for their maintenance. It saves time for any uh, interruptions to the guests, like all the things. Right. So he's saving so much time across the board of 5,000 units that adds up dramatically, right? But every single person in that room, not one person mentioned units. Every single person mentioned how they want to control their time in their business and what that means to them uh, and, say, and control the time of their, uh, of their team members and all of that. Two is the quality of people that they work with and they serve. Right. It was all about really a lot of people were about like, I want to develop scale means bringing high quality people into our organization where this organization impacts their lives for the better. Right. And they went into like how it can impact uh, sending their, their employees' kids to college and having people retire. Right. Like Steve was talking about how he had uh, somebody in his team that's been working with them for like 20 years. And she's at an age where she just can't clean anymore. So he just keeps her on the team to uh, really just kind of bring energy to the team. Because he's like, this person is an incredible team member and she's been with me for a long time. So we have, you know, can't let her go. Like we want to support her. Like this is what scale means that I have the ability to do that for this person. Right. Um, and I thought that was incredible, man. Like I thought it was beautiful because when we talked to Legends X students, we asked that question, what do you want to do with your business? Uh, I want to get to 100 units. Well, why 100 units? Uh, well, 100 units means that I can make more money. I don't know. I just want 100 units. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you asked the Legends, hey, what does scale mean to you? Scale means to me ultimate income and time freedom for me and my team. It means that my, uh, my community 
is impacted in a positive way because we're able to bring people from all around the world into our community, spending money and uh, spreading spreading what we do around the world, right? Like there's a different feel to it. Um, but every single one also has the mind. And what that means is millions of dollars, right? So, you know, you strip that away as well. Like, what that what the the physical result of that means is millions of dollars for our mem- like for our members right our legends that means they want to make millions and millions and millions of dollars because it gives them the ability to hire more people expand their vision have more impact all of that so that freaking blew my mind man and uh i started and once you disconnect scale and growth from just more short term rental listings and you put it into something that truly has an impact and inspires you, man, like you, I really now understand what Rohan is saying of like, Hey man, if you want to do, I'm making up these numbers. If you want to do a $50 million deal, it's really no different than doing a $5 million deal. Right. He's like, it's all the same things, just different, more ones and zeros involved. Right. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. So I think that's a major takeaway of working with it. And this goes to my my first thing of always surround yourself with greatness. You surround yourself with people who think this way and they're inspired by taking action in a different way other than just getting units. Uh, it inspires you to take more action and bigger action, right? Sure. Yeah, thinking thinking big, right? Have you ever heard of the concept of like a um like a see-through ceiling, like a glass ceiling? Yep. Yep. You know, the idea that like a, a lot of us, a lot of us live, we live in our own reality. And sometimes we're the only ones that are stopping us from, from leveling, leveling up. Right. So it's really important to have those type of people in your life that are just completely playing at a different level um, to see that it's possible because it's possible right. for, for one person then it's possible for you. You know, like I love what uh, Steve Jobs once said, so many cool things that he said, but one thing he said is, uh, is he, as he was leveling a lot, leveling up in his business, at some point he realized, when you look at people that have achieved like incredible things, you got to realize that they're actually no smarter than you, mm-hmm. right? And, and you you can achieve incredible things as well. Because we always look at those people and think, like, oh, they're they're so smart, or you know, it makes us makes us think that we can't do that. So I think that's that's a big one. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I love that as well. Um, how much time do we have? Well, not that much. So, if you, if you want right. to share one more quick takeaway, and then we'll talk about some fun <laughs> stuff that happened at the mastermind. Oh man, I got three more takeaways, and they're all freaking powerful. Um, all right, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, all right, let me do a quick fire round here. One is uh, I wrote down that leadership is the number one thing that we can uh, number one skill set that we can develop. It's the most transferable asset as we grow, right? And this is something that you and I discovered in ourselves. It's like all we're always trying to figure out like how to run numbers differently, how to opt, what systems to bring in, how to get more listings, and like the you know better sales skills and all these things. But what we recognized is as we grow our company, the number one skill set that we can invest into that will transfer to any stage of business if you're running, you know, 10 listings or if you're running 10,000 listings is leadership because all business is is solving problems and leading people, right? And it's leading uh it's leading our team, it's leading our guests, 
uh, all of that. And it's transferable. Leadership skills are transferable into our personal lives as well. So mm-hmm. um, that that's one thing I had to get that out there because for me and you, that, that was super powerful. Maybe we could do a whole podcast on that one day. Um, number two, fire round is understand your skill sets. This is what we talk about in Legends X. But what got super clear for me uh, this weekend and for yourself is like truly understanding and just getting so in your lane and just focusing on your lane and bringing in people and helping them develop up their skill sets versus you trying to learn everything. Where we came up with this is like, we're like, hey, we got to really develop free wild. We got to truly understand how to analyze property anywhere in the country uh, as good as anybody else in the world, right? Like we got to be the best at analyzing numbers and understanding how short-term rental assets and hotels will operate, right? Uh, but then also we have to get world-class at raising money and structuring money and developing relationships, all of that. And you and I were looking at each other and you're like, well, numbers come super natural to me and I freaking love numbers. So, you know, Jasper, you're going to run with the numbers. So go do that and develop your skill set there. Money is and raising money is all about relationships and people. And like, that's where I thrive. I love that stuff. So let me focus on that. Once I recognized that, it took all the pressure off of me saying like, well, crap, now I got to learn all the numbers and all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, I got to speak the language. I have to understand it, but I don't need to be as obsessed at these numbers as you do. Right. And it's like, oh, this is the power of truly understanding your skill sets and then working with other experts and helping each other stay in their lanes. Um, so those are my two quick fire rounds. I have one that I want to close this out on, but anything to mention on those two? No, there's always a, I have one takeaway that kind of goes hand in hand with what you're just saying is um, I had some conversations around partnerships with our, with our legends, right? Cause some of them have like, some of them are married to each other, like, and some yeah, yeah. of them, you know, have uh, a few of them had partners and exactly what you were saying is um, what's, what makes a good partnership? Right, and it, it's like having it's having the same kind, the same goals, and the same ambition, but different skill sets, and even like different personalities. You oh, know, yeah. I think that that really helps. So that that's a takeaway that that I had uh, as well. That, that's kind of related 100%. to what you're talking about. Hundred percent, man. Um, and guys, if you guys want more on this stuff, just email us and we'll either go deeper into the podcast or we'll put it in some emails and get that out there. The last thing I want to close this out on that I think is going to be the most valuable for everybody uh, listening that are truly, you know, truly in a position to grow their company and they want to grow their company regardless of their stage. It, and this is, you know, I'm stealing this from Tony Robbins. Um, he used to say this. I remember when we first started doing Legends, I went to Business Mastery in Amsterdam right before Puerto Rico. And he's up on stage. This is three years ago, right? Yeah, three years ago. He's up on stage saying, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Get ready. Winter is coming. And I'm there. I'm like, what the, What does this mean? Like, I don't get it. Like, we're in the best economy ever. We're making money. Everyone's making money. There's no signs for a down economy or anything like that. And now I understand it, you know, and I think everyone understands it. You know, you see what's happening at the gas, uh, gas pumps. You see what's happening with inflation. You see what's happening with uh, the crypto industry, the stock industry, like just everything. 
you know, real estate prices for the first time ever are starting to go. I shouldn't say ever. First time in a long time are going down. The first time properties like are not getting multiple cash offers above asking. Like we're seeing the tides change. And my last takeaway that I want to close this out on is winter is coming. And there's two things there, right? One is prepping your company for hard times, right? So not doing that. And by the way, I want to preference this with, we're not doing this with a scarcity energy or mindset. We're not approaching this out of fear. We're not approaching this out of anxiety. We're not approaching this out of... Um, yeah, out of anything other than being prepared for what's coming, right? And I'm not trying to be a doomsday. I'm just being realistic of like, hey, our markets are changing. Air D- was it AirDNA that just came out that uh, occupancy has dropped 8%? Mm-hmm. Is that AirDNA? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, occupancy uh, here in the States have dropped 8%. So you're just seeing it across the board. Everything is dropping and slowing and all of that big conversation that we had was like, Hey, what is going to happen to the market? And of course, if you ask that to any, you know, 10 people, you're going to have 10 different responses and what's happening. And of course the room was saying, you know, everyone had their vision of like, you know, it's either we're going to see, you know, things are going to be worse than 2008 or, you know, we're just going to see a small little dip, um, but nowhere near 2008. But across the board, everyone agrees that the market in general, we're going to see a disruption how big or small that is, no one freaking knows until we get into it. So my two takeaways from this is one is the title is winter is coming. Two things. One is prep your company for hard times. Start cutting back on unnecessary expenses. Start really understanding where your most profit is coming from. Cut, trim the fat on everything and be in a position to, for the second spot is position yourself to take massive action and grow. You want to be able to grow as others are shrinking, right? Um, you know, there's they talk about it all the time. The most wealth is created in recessions and depressions, right? So when most people are unaware and they position themselves to fail, and tough times puts them in a spot where they're over leveraged, they're not paying attention, and before they know it, they're you know the game has ended for them right? Where other people see the writing on the wall and they position themselves with their company, with their knowledge, with their money, with OPM, other people's money to take action and grow in those downtimes, right? So those are my biggest takeaways of like, winter is coming, you know, like the, the blizzard has just started. We're starting to feel it. We're starting to see it. We have no idea when the whole storm is going to hit us. Um, but when it does, we want to be prepared for those hard times, Uh, And that means trimming the fat. And then number two is position yourself to take massive action and grow when others are shrinking. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to state that because I know everyone knows it, but just know like the biggest companies in in, in our industry know that as well. And they're all, they're not approaching it out of fear. They're approaching, approaching it as, Hey, I can't control this. What I can control, I'm going to make decisions on. And then I'm also going to position myself to take massive action on acquiring property and acquiring other businesses. And through that, that's how we develop wealth, right? So that's where my mindset is going. That's where we're going to be over the next two years is focused on that. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple couple of things to add to that is is number one is like exactly what you're saying. Like nobody can predict the future. 
right? So we don't know what's going to happen, but it's good to to be prepared for certain scenarios, right? So it's it's a good idea to look at your portfolio and say like, hey, what hap- what what if occupancy goes down by like 20, 30%? Like, am I in trouble or not? Right. What if, what if, if you're an investor, like whatever real estate, what if real estate prices go down like 20, 30%? You know, do I have mortgages, you know, that I still, can I still pay my mortgages? Like is our houses underwater? Like, you know, things like that. It's just, it's just smart to look at that. But then as you said, like, don't panic, right? Like focus on, focus on your, on your core business and know that I, I believe that even though we're going to go through really great times and, you know, difficult times, at the end of the day, I think the short rental industry in the next like five to ten years is going to is going to boom as as an industry. Yeah. Right. So we're we're in a great industry. Um, even though I know there's ups and downs, but you know, the industry keeps keeps growing. So like the, the trend is our friend. So yeah, we're uh <clears throat> it's it's good to be aware of it. It's definitely good I to be it. aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, to, well, let's let's uh let's talk about some f- a couple funny, funny things before we uh, we wrap up this this podcast. All right. Um, so we we got to talk about Larry. We got to talk about Larry. <laughs> Larry, you've, yeah, you've let's do it, man. You made a friend this weekend. So what is that thing get, called, by the way? I, I looked it up. I looked it okay. up. So I'll, I'll, let me let me do the introduction and I, I'll give the background, and then you can you can share your your midnight experience. Um, all right, so. We get to this uh, this resort, this beautiful resort in Mexico, and it's literally surrounded by jungle, right? It, and we'll share pictures and stuff. But if you look at it, we had a John had a drone, and and was was taking was shooting pictures from from above, and it's literally like it's just surrounded by jungle, right? And with jungle come animals, right? And uh, what we didn't know, we thought we uh, they gave us they re rented out the entire resort, but we didn't realize there was one guest that was residing in our villa that we didn't, we, we didn't know that that guest was there. Right. His name is Larry. And he is, he is a, uh, um, he's a Mexican raccoon. That's, that's his, that's his, uh, nickname, but it's, uh, the official name is, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to, I'm lost it now. Okati or something. Okati, Coati, South American Coati. And apparently he's the white, white nose, uh, um, Kowati. That's what it's called, but it's essentially, it's, it's a type of raccoon and, uh, his name is Larry <laughs> and we, he, he basically, well, we, decided, just to give some clarity, we named it Larry because we became oh, friends really? with it. I thought, I thought <laughs> yeah. that was his name. <laughs> anyway, we named so him Larry because he became like, you know, part of the event. Like every time we turn around, he's like, there hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah, he's basically he's hanging out in the resort because we we at some point we saw him so many times that we were like, this animal they must know about this. So we talked to the staff and they and they said that uh, he was kind of uh, how does he say that he was like um, he used to be in a group of of uh, Kuwaitis and they kicked him out of the group, right? The group turned against him and they, yeah. they bit him and they had a, he had a scar and everything. So he escaped into the resort and he basically wouldn't leave the resort. Um, so this, this, uh, this animal walks around and, you know, he's a friendly, he's a friendly character. Uh, so it's all good. But then one, uh, what happened to, what happened one night? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, you know, give some context on this too. Like this is an ugly looking animal. I mean, it looks like a mix of, uh, 
like a chihuahua mixed with a raccoon mixed with a wolf. Right. But it's tiny. It's like, you know, it's the size of a lap dog, but the, uh, the tail is probably about five feet long. And yeah, it's just, it's a gnarly looking little animal, but it's a sweetheart. It's, it's more scared of us than we are of it. Um, but you won't be able to tell that when you see it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was telling the world about this, this story cause it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this was the second day of the event second morning of the event, um, right around there. Uh, I, you know, so in the mornings I was running a workout circuit at 7am before the event kicks off. So I got up at six, uh, to do my morning routine and all of that before we, you know, before I led the workout and, uh, you know, six o'clock in the morning down there is pitch black. We're in the jungle and there's bugs everywhere, all this stuff. I'm on the sixth, uh, the third floor of this, uh, uh, this, this building. And I open up the door. It's pitch black. I literally just rolled out of bed. There's bugs everywhere. Uh, I'm in a foreign land. I have no idea what's happening. We're only there for a couple of days. And as I leave my room heading down the stairs, I hear an animal to the left making this like growling, like animal noise. And again, I'm still kind of groggy from sleeping and I look up and I just see these two eyes just staring at me. And I literally, I didn't know I can scream this loud, man. I started (laughs) and I'm like, you know, I do all this like training and like martial arts training and personal protection training and all this stuff with the idea of like, if I'm ever in a position, I'll know how to, how to protect myself. And man, I, I literally screamed like a little boy and ran down the stairs um, but this animal, I must have scared the hell out of it because this thing jumped off of the landing and I thought it was jumping towards me. And that's why I kept running down the stairs, but it landed next to me and it must have been as scared as me. And it was screaming on top of its, its lungs. And we were literally side by side running down, staring at each other, screaming on the top of our lungs all the way down to the bottom of the, the, the landing. And then as soon as the the thing opened up, like the room opened up, it went left. I went right. I thought I was like going to get killed, like all this stuff. And once I was able to see some light um, and I noticed it was Larry, like tiny little Larry. Um, But I I was freaking terrified, man, because I thought it was like a wolf or something. Um, And by the time, you know, I'm able to see the see the light, uh, it's little furry ball, Larry. Uh, So I thought I experienced that. I thought I experienced that by myself and I wasn't going to tell anybody for the rest of my life about that experience. Cause it was pretty freaking embarrassing. And, uh, I turned right. And John, our media head of media is in the bathroom staring at me. He's like, what the hell just happened, man? And I just had to tell him the story. So that story <laughs> got around, uh, quite a bit. Now it's on the freaking podcast. So luckily we didn't catch it on camera. Um, <laughs> It was pretty terrifying, yeah, but, uh, dude. I remember, I remember waking up, and I, I heard something. I wasn't sure what it was, and then later, dude, you I was making a lot of freaking noise. <laughs> I was like, "It was you." <laughs> yeah, dude. I was screaming. I, I had my flip flops, and dude, it's so funny, man. Like when you're in a position of like fight, <laughs> fight or flight, you know, like when you get scared like that and you can't see anything, and like my mind just went to like you know, a wolf or a, like a cougar or like a, a mountain lion, like something that was going to kill me. And my response to that was to scream and run down the stairs. And this thing was right, right next to me the entire time. And uh, as soon as we get down into some light, it's freaking Larry. Yeah. So 
it's That's so funny because because uh, you were on the top floor <clears throat> so later during the event i actually went up there and uh and larry was there because yeah. there was some like he had a little uh, that was that's his home that's where he's yeah yeah we became know? friends man yeah yeah, yeah. We, we're good now like every, every night i waved to larry he was right next to my door every morning you know i came out and i'm like hey larry and he was just chilling and they, we just had to have that experience together and make sure that we were going to kill each other uh and once we realized that we're both like terrified uh terrified of each other we became friends so it was all good <laughs> all good i actually i kind of miss him to tell you the truth hey bro We'll post up some photos of Larry. I, I have a lot of videos of him. So I actually I actually have a video of me walking up to where he where he sleeps and him like checking me out. And then at some point he just suddenly boom, he jumps off and he runs down the stairs. Yeah. I have, yeah, a, video, yeah. I have a video of that. So we'll all share right, all so this we'll stuff later. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh let's uh let's wrap this up. Um yeah, this was an awesome event. I hope everybody who's listening uh learned something from from what we're sharing. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll sh- as Eric said, we'll share more uh, more videos and stuff on our Overnight Success uh, YouTube channel in the, next, uh, in the next couple of weeks. That's right, y'all. Thank you for uh, making me share that embarrassing story with everybody. Uh, and yeah, I hope everyone found this valuable. Uh, any one of these that you guys want to learn more about or you want us to talk on more of, uh, either drop a comment. By the way, if you guys can continue to leave some reviews and share this podcast, truly appreciate that. So if you found this valuable, uh, you're not a subscriber yet, please subscribe. Um, and if you did find it valuable, uh, go ahead and leave another, you know, com- or review. You know, those are super, super, um, you know, helpful for us to grow this podcast. Um, but yeah, if you want us to go deeper into any one of these, either email us or just uh, drop a review. We'll read those and uh, we'll structure some podcasts around that. So That's until right. next time, y'all keep grinding, keep growing. And uh, Jasper, we'll chat soon. That's soon. Thanks uh, for listening, everyone. And uh, Monday, we'll be back with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on Airbnb. So every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.